Welcome everyone, this is Lindy. And When you have been emotionally abused and gaslit and just had people bulldoze you your whole life and then you come out of that on the other side, you're a warrior, a survivor. I'm Lizzie and this is the Lindy and Lizzie podcast. Exactly if you're right. looking for earthly pleasures to fill you up, oh, I'll be happy when I get that relationship. I'll be happy when I get that career. I'll be happy when I'm a size two. I'll be happy when this and that. Whenever You'll never you, be happy. <laughs> whenever you get those things, you're empty. This is just the beginning for us. We have so many incredible guests that we're going to bring on and experts to just go into a lot of these topics that we've talked about today. And um, we just really want to deep dive into a lot of these things and educate and discuss and have conversations just to help everybody. That's what we want to do. Welcome everyone. This is Lindy and I'm Lizzie and this is the Lindy and Lizzie podcast. We are wellness professionals and I've basically just geared my life towards health and wellness. I'm an integrative wellness coach and also I'm a National Academy of Sports Medicine, also a certified personal trainer. I just want to be an expert on all these things because there's so many people out there speaking about things. I feel like we should be experts, right? And this is Lindy, who is also a wellness professional, and she mainly focuses on relationships, narcissistic recovery, codependency, and she's lived a lot of these things in her life. So she is more than an expert. She's a survivor, and she has a lot of amazing knowledge to share with all of us. Hey. Yeah, Lindsay, and I just here. think, yeah, it's, I think both of us can help people from experience because everyone wants to feel seen and heard. Absolutely. And when you feel understood, that's the sweet spot in being able to help somebody because there's so many people that don't understand or they just go, oh, yeah, that's nice. But, right. you know, especially with emotional abuse, um, it you know, it doesn't heal with time like physical, you know, does. It actually gets worse with time. And when people don't understand it, it just makes the victim feel even worse. Um, so right. it's even more traumatic when people don't understand it and they want to brush it off. So, Or if it's a, in, a, in a family unit, yeah. you, it's something you live with forever. It's not a relationship you that you can break up with and go on your merry way. It's something you deal with. No, and that's so hard. It's really yeah. hard. And it'll affect every relationship in your life. Yeah. So after your romantic relationships and friendships and so on. Yeah, so you have to heal. It's really important. <laughs> Healing is very important. Lindy and I are not just friends. We're really good friends, but we yeah. share a lot of the same things. We're both single mothers of all boys. We have five <laughs> boys between us. Lindy has yeah. three and I have two. Gosh, we've we, we're both sisters in Christ. We, yeah. we, we love Jesus. And we have a lot of the same friends. We live here in Orange County. Lindy came to me the other day and said, I'm going to start a podcast. And somehow we just started <laughs> talking. And she said, maybe you could do it with me. And I said, yeah, okay, let's do it. And it was just like... But it was God. It, it was God. I, I definitely felt that way. Cause, and even Brandon, who I was working with on the podcast, I was telling him, I, I'm just going to do it by myself because I can't find someone that just really, truly I align with in, right. in everything I want to talk about. There's maybe this person that aligns with me here or there, but if you don't in every way, I, this is so important to me. This I'm passionate about this. Right. I'm excited about this. I can be a little perfectionisty, and I was like, no, you right. are a believer. You have faith in Jesus Christ. You're divorced and a single mom of boys. You believe in biohacking and health and wellness and you're not into the pharmaceutical industry and you there's just so many things you align with me in so many ways that when and I'd been praying a lot I felt a little awkward doing a podcast by myself just listening to myself talk even though I've educated myself and I've learned a lot and I want to help people with that and I've had so much experience 
I still felt awkward sitting here by myself doing it. And of course, there's interviewing people. But there's something about having someone by your side in it. And then we were at coffee, and it just, and I'd been praying. I said, God, put the right people in my life, put the right resources in my life, and equip me for this right. if you really want me to do this, because I feel he's called me to do this. And I kept praying. I said, put the right people, put the right resources, and equip me for this. And, of course, Brandon came into my life, and then you came in to coffee that day, and it just heat literally the Holy Spirit was like, what about Lizzie? And I asked you and you said yes. And I was like, wow, prayers are just being answered. And I feel like if you just say yes to the Lord, every time you say yes to the Lord, he says yes back to you. And it just, uh, every time I got closer to him and I Mm -hmm. took a leap of faith, he provided. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely think it was the Holy Spirit too. And it's just really interesting that you say that because I too was thinking of a podcast and different things that I was going to do now that I have these different certifications and I have so much knowledge to share that I have been living with. um, Yeah, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, exactly. What do you want to do? And I want to do something on a bigger spectrum because I want to reach people. And I know that one of my callings in life is just to help people. I love people and I love connecting with people. And I know that if if like education and knowledge is really power, especially I feel like we're in the the age of knowledge and, and information, and there's so definitely. much that we can learn. And I too was praying, and I definitely think that God came into play with all of this because I was just like, I know you're just going to open the door, God. And I said, you lead, and I'll follow. You guide, and and I'm like, you already know what I want to do and where I want to be. And you know better than I can even than I could even express in my own words. And then right. here comes Lindy, and then it just <laughs> happened. Bam! Here we are. And, it's and here so we fun. are. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he will. He is always faithful. And I don't know. There's been things in my life where it, it it's just little miracles that he has constantly provided. Yeah, I feel grateful. And another reason I wanted to do this is I feel it's a ministry. God has given mm-hmm. me so much that I want to share that testimony and how. Every single thing we're going to talk about, wellness, health, um, autoimmune disease, all the things that have happened in my life, divorce, being a single mom, being in a toxic relationship, getting out of one, at the end of the day, it was my faith, and it was my faith in Jesus Christ that got me through all of it. Mm -hmm. And there's other things that I'm going to share that have got me through it, but all of it, it all goes back to Jesus. It does, definitely. And wellness is, it's a mind, body, and soul connection. You can't just be fit and think that you're healthy. You have to have, it's having a healthy mind, it's having healthy relationships, it's having healthy connections in your life, healthy interactions with your family, with your children, and it's also what we eat, what we consume, EMFs. There's all, I know, right? Oh, it comes we'll from us at every angle, right? Don't worry, we'll do it. But we're we're, yeah. we're going to start from the basics, right? From water. Because it can yeah, be very overwhelming. When I started to get into all the health and realize everything that's in our food, everything that's in our water, the EMFs. Are they There's, trying to kill us, It can us be really? very consuming, so we'll break it down, yeah. but we're going to get into all of and that. And we're going to bring on some really incredible guests that have great stories yeah, and I'm immense excited. knowledge, and it's just going to be a really fun ride. Definitely. And so I'm super excited about it, so thanks for And I love what you said, because one me, of the Lindy. things with, thank you for being here, because I didn't <laughs> want to do it by myself, and you're perfect for it, so... Yeah. Um, but I love what you said because for me, one of the things that with coaching I teach and I'm really intent on is it, I never, I did not get healthy because I went through being in the hospital and being so sick. I did not get healthy until I 
gut healthy emotionally, yes, physically and spiritually. Absolutely. You cannot just do one or two. And, yeah, the magic happens when they're all three, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You so. mean stress kills. Stress causes oh, cancer, stress kills. And you could be the healthiest person and you have an overwhelmingly um, just stress in your just crazy stress in your life and you could really just be taken over by that with your health even if everything else, even if you're eating you're working out you're doing all the things but if you are not right in your mind and you're you have so much stress and you can't control it and you have bad relationships toxic relationships that, that is like poison it's cancer to the soul and Absolutely it is, is detrimental to yeah. our health and that's why we want to help we want to help people. So, Lindy, though, I want to ask you, because you just took a big <laughs> left turn. I know that you and I have always bonded over our biohacking stuff and our deep dives into health, but you really did take a left turn in deciding to be a narcissistic relationship recovery coach. I know that you've dealt right. with that in your life. But what made you just say, okay, this is now I'm, I'm going to make this a profession. This is going to be my career. I, what you said, I just kept yeah. wanting more knowledge and more credentials. So I first got a certification to be a wellness coach. And then I said, that's not enough. Right. So then I s decided to take a life coaching relationship coach course. And I became a relationship coach. And I'm like, no, I need, I, personally, I know that until I healed my trauma and mm -hmm. there was a pattern in my life that I saw, basically. So I became a narcissistic, a trauma-informed. Because it's really important to be trauma-informed. If you're going right. to go to somebody for any help in narcissism or codependency, it's important that person is trauma-informed. So I became a trauma-informed, narcissistic, and codependent coach because I basically saw a pattern in my life. So like you asked what the catalyst was. For me, I was married to someone who was an addict and he died from opiate poison poisoning oh. next to me while I was pregnant. And I didn't oh. see it then. I knew he was abusive and an addict. But it's like I blocked it out and pretended he wasn't and wanted everyone, especially my son, to think that it wasn't as bad as it was. So I just said, oh, he passed away. It was an accident. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't want my son to know what a monster he was. So I, I told everyone a, a false story. And then my ex-husband, then I remarried and had another child and then another child with him. And that person had a lot of narcissistic traits and was cheating a lot and was very emotionally unavailable and because I thought it was him that was the problem, I jumped into their another three and a half year relationship with someone who was very narcissistic and toxic and unhealthy. And I saw a pattern and sometimes you need to take a look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And so you can't blame everybody else. There right. was a pattern there and that's on me. And I saw that I was in these codependent relationships and I had to take a step back and understand why I was getting into these. Right. And so I studied that. And so both sides, because basically right. narcissism and codependency are two sides to the same coin. They're just, right. they're polar opposites. But the reason why they attract like magnets is because they're the flip side of two coins. They're codependent person is the empath usually, right? Because there's usually a narcissist mm -hmm. and then an empath path or whatever, and they right. attract. So like bees on honey. Yes. <laughs> the reason why they <laughs> typically do the tango, they dance, they do this perfect dance together is because they're both, both come from trauma right. at early ages in their life, mm -hmm. but, and they share a fantasy. Right. So narcissists fantasize about themselves and they're completely fixated on themselves and that's their coping mechanism. But there's different narcissists. There's, there's like the grandiose narcissist, the covert narcissist. The malignant, benign. The malignant, benign, yeah, yeah right? So there's we can so do 
hours of everyone on that. Yeah, if we wanted to. It's the age of narcissism. And that's knowledge, the right? thing it's is like, I feel like it's a subject that is being talked about a lot. But I see people labeling people who are not narcissists, narcissists a lot. And I think it's become such a buzzword. And it's, it does a disservice to victims of actual narcissistic right. abuse. So if a guy or girl doesn't like you and rejects you, they're not a narcissist, typically. But now, there's if, narcissistic traits. Absolutely. Personality traits that people are narcissistic traits. But then there's also clinical narcissist, yes. right? Diagnostic. There are, yes, there are traits that they have. And, and you have to be diagnosed by a professional. I can't diagnose with but my... But that's the difficult part, right? Well, yes, because... Getting a, narc a narcissist to go in to do the actual clinical yeah. test to find out if they are. You have to self-reflect. You have to want to get better, better too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's so narcissists will never look at themselves because it causes too much shame. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a disease of shame. And that shame is something that they will not do. They won't do it. They cannot look at it. It causes too much shame. And they can't do it. I mean, it takes... I believe with divine intervention, I believe if you right. really intercede for somebody and you pray for them and something big happens in their life, a death, them nearly dying, they lose everything, they can hit that rock bottom. But sometimes they hit rock bottom and they yeah. still don't see it. And if they find the rock at the bottom, right. like I did. So that's my right. rock bottom, I found the rock, which right. is God. And that's Absolutely. what saved me. And... If they can do that, I just have a hard time believing because a lot of narcissistic books and professionals will tell you that there is no cure. They'll say that, literally say that the only cure for narcissism is death. And that to me, I have well, a hard time accepting that because mm -hmm. you're telling me that the same God that died on the cross and rose from the dead mm -hmm. and that could heal the blind and the sick and raise a man from the dead can't heal someone we also have free will, though. Yeah. And you have to want to, you have to, want to get better. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I see with narcissism is these people are full of pride. Yes. And pride is, I think, one of the worst sins yes. that you can have because pride is just you're so puffed up, full of ego. You can't see. You, you can't possibly see what's going on. You're so full of it yes. and full of yourself. And I find that's the most difficult thing because it's so hard to reflect and look in the mirror when you're full of pride. Absolutely. And so if you could get past that, just like you said, you'd have to hit rock bottom. You have to hit a point where you're like, you get so sick of your own BS that you're like, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore, whoever it is. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore because that's the hardest thing. Because I know I have dated and I've known some narcissists in my life and I do know that they probably are narcissists, but they're not going to go and get clinically so diagnosed as it, right? But yeah, that's the thing. They're not going to. They're not going to do that because they're it's, so full of pride. Something has to happen in their life, right? There has to be some kind of catalyst that gets them to like a coming of Jesus, where yes. they're like, "Okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm so sick of my life. I'm right. sick of the decisions I'm in. I'm sick of these dead end relationships. I'm sick of being feeling shameful all the time and making because then there's like this compulsivity. They make these terrible, yeah, these terrible decisions, yes. and the, yeah, and then they're just they regret it and they do awful things and they say awful things and then they don't even know where it comes from. It's like a, you have to really self-reflect or you have to have someone around you that's just really patient. Just real, and real and pay, yeah. But, but not a, 
allowing, right? That's, that that's the fine line, though, that's is the fine line. that person that's in the relationship with them, there is a fine line between being patient and loving and interceding and praying for this person and needing to leave an environment of abuse right. because it's very abusive and it will it causes lasting damage. It, it can, it causes brain right. damage, memory loss. You've had a lot, you've had what, Lyme disease? Yeah. How many, you've had autoimmune diseases and you really credit this all to narcissistic abuse that you've endured, right? I do, with a lot of the work I've done, it basically stems from, I had a, a lot of trauma in my childhood. So as much as I want to blame these adult romantic relationships that I had that were very narcissistic, the significant ones in my life were absolutely narcissistic abuse, abusive relationships, without a doubt. But it's not all their fault. I would not have gotten into these relationships if I had not had a narcissistic upbringing. And so there was a lot of trauma in my childhood. It made me the perfect candidate for these people. And they sniff it out like shark, like shark smell blood. It's, right. They can smell it a mile away. And so and I was fun, like, too. They're usually very charming, usually very fun. handsome, living on the edge, that bad boy. And they it's come in love bombing right diabolical. off the bat. It's this is the, oh, the yeah. man of my dreams. This is. My, like I said, it's a shared it. fantasy. Right, so. yes. And then it's like doomsday mm -hmm. comes right it around the corner. It is like, <laughs> no, I, I say it's like you thought you found your soulmate, but it ends up being a cellmate. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it is a shared fantasy. So the, the narcissist, it fantasizes all about themselves, and the codependent fantasizes about someone coming to rescue her or him because right. they focus all on other people. So that's why they're the perfect people for the each fixer. other because they fixate on themselves and nurse and codependents will fixate on they're others. The fixer. So and they're they trying love... to fix, fix. I've gone through that. Yeah. So they love the admiration and the attention. <laughs> yes. and, mm -hmm. But the real fireworks can be when you have two narcissists together because that happens. It's like a narcissist and a co-narcissist. So that can happen right. too if they're getting something out of it. So they have right. to be getting something out of it. For a narcissist, everything... Yeah, if narcissists isn't getting what they want anymore... Have to be getting something out of it. Discard. Discard. There's that whole phase too, right? Yes. Absolutely. There's all phases the too. The love it. bombing, the mm -hmm. grooming, the... What is it? Then they start devaluing the and then the discard. the discard. And then it goes through the cycle again. It will go through the cycle again when... Through the, the cycle again. The yeah, cycle. when the, the codependent says, I've had enough or whatever, then they try to fight and get it. They, they start it all. The they come back. The dopamine hit. goes <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or if a codependent kind of gets a little bit of strength and says, I'm not doing this anymore, and they get strong, it's almost like a challenge for the narcissist to come and right. then get them back. And so they'll never, no one can ever go there. They become their plaything. They feel right. they made you. They feel they own you forever. Or they, yeah, and they never go away. Yeah, it's they stall. Very toxic. <laughs> yeah, and it's scary. But yeah, you said something about what did you say? What? You said something about oh the bad boy thing, right? I actually in my book I'm writing, I talk about this, and girls don't love bad boys, and men don't yeah. love bitches. They love their childhood trauma. They That's love what, what feels what like home. Right. You'll lead if you had an unhealthy attachment in your home in your childhood. You're going to go, and that's what feels like home. Honestly, parents have a, a lot of responsibility yeah. on them. I agree. Parents do yeah. really have a big responsibility. You're going to bring a child into this world. Yeah. They have a lot of responsibility because it's the trajectory of the rest of their well, life. I see people in, I don't know how to say this, in, in relationships, the overlapping relationships, and there's there could be cheating, and you start another relationship, there's kids involved, they just take these kids, they move them in with them, they don't even know this guy, let's, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think you see it happen, and you're just thinking, 
Are you thinking about these children at all? No. They're just like an accessory to, to life. I'm but sorry, but if you bring a child into the world, you have 18 years of putting them first. Put them first. Yeah. I really... Because you can cause trauma that will last them years and years, and it'll affect the relationships that they get into. And it's just not fair to them. There is, obviously, they can be restored and redeemed and heal like we have, but... But it's a lot easier... It'd be so much right. easier if they didn't have, if they no, had if they a good foundation. they don't have to spend their adulthood recovering from their childhood, which mm-hmm. so many people are. See, the so world many we're living in, most people. Adult people that are basically broken children. Yeah. Walk- I have theories on that, too. <laughs> yeah, so, I do, too. <laughs> I, I think that we basically, um, think about who's the original narcissist. Satan. That's right. It's a spirit. Like we don't wrestle with we don't wrestle with the flesh, right? We right. wrestle with the spirits and, and principalities. So Absolutely. I believe Satan is the original narcissist. There's no empath, no empathy, no care for anyone but himself. Right? And Satan is huge right now. And he, I mean, he is Satan's the god of taking over the wood. I mean, yeah. we see it. You see it all everywhere, the time. Right? All the symbolisms, and yeah. the, you're an expert on that too. You break down everything. <laughs> we could in Hollywood. go for hours and have episodes yes. on this about. But a lot of, but that I, it sort surprises of me that a lot of people don't see these mega stars yeah. and their connection to Satan. And then it also perplexes me how there are so many people who are atheists and don't believe in God. I'm like, okay, if you believe in Satan, how do you not believe in God? Because it really, how do, how do we have Satan without God? You don't it doesn't have make Satan any sense. God, exactly. So. They're basically showing you that God's real, basically, this. right? Right, They're yeah. showing you he's real by being so blatant it, and on our face. Now. It was. It's funny because we look back in our past when we were growing up, and it was there, but we didn't pay any attention to it, and they were really very covert about all of their their innuendos with with Satan and the dark side. But now it's they they're not even holding back. No, it is like it used to be super these, subliminal. No, these concerts are like You used to have to play a record backwards. No. Yeah, Chicago, <laughs> isn't that the one? <laughs> or Led Zeppelin or something. My son was like, Mom, you can play this backwards. And I was like, do it. <laughs> Don't open those portals yeah. in his home, you know? You just play no, the radio. Jesus, the concert. You just turn on the TV. The football, the, just Super, turn Bowl on Instagram. Half, the Super Bowl halftime turn show. Turn on the Super Bowl it's halftime. Like, uh, it's Satan. It's like it's, a, what it's a satanic it's ritual. It's a satanic right right ritual. The weekend. It, they flash Satan on the screen. Yeah. Satanic ritual. Yeah, it's like you went to a cult yeah. out in the forest. You, you thought you had to go out to, what's the thing in the owl on the trees? that. <laughs> What do you mean? So you had to go to uh, that place in Northern California where they do the sacrifices. Yeah, where they sacrifice children in the Moloch. What's it's Bohemian Grove. The Bohemian. You don't Grove. have to go to Bohemian Grove anymore. Just flip on the it's, TV. It's so scary. It, it really is. It and really is scary. It's wild, really, the world we're living in. Like, I think if you told me 20, 10 years right. ago that people are just going to dress up as Satan all over TV and we're all yeah. going to accept it, I, I and know. the lyrics that are in songs right I now know. too. It's really I bad. Mean, it's really bad in the oversexualization. The, it's the children. really out of control. And yeah. I've always said, I'm worried for our children, I'm worried for our children. And then I read something the other day that I thought was actually interesting. Don't worry, for, don't worry about your children because the world that they're growing up in is not the same one that you grew up in. And they were born for such a time as this, right? I was so like a little teary. I got chills hey, just saying that because <laughs> they are growing up differently. We're like, okay, we don't want this, them to be on their iPads or this, that, and the other. But really, they are going, their childhood, their lives are going to be drastically different than the world that we grew up in. They will. It is drastically different. And they are already, their minds are already so far ahead of us, technology-wise, it feels like. They know how to, when they go to school, they're working on iPads. I'm trying to start a TikTok, and I I had to ask my 10-year-old, I'm like, how do I do this? And obviously, I don't let them on TikTok a lot, or and it's all 
we have controls, but he'll, he only watches sports on there before someone judges me for that, because I will. But it's really hard to keep all it's, of those things from you your children. You can't keep a kid that age off it completely. You can. I also I think chose, there has to be a moderation, though, yeah. because when you, it's My like, don't give the kid any candy. It. Then the kid is going to go in the closet and shove an entire bag of Skittles, which are going to be banned soon, oh <laughs> down gosh, their throat. Oh my gosh, the dyes yeah. in those, it's like poison. All the food, they're poisoning our children. And what they allow system. here... And, yeah. and they don't allow in Europe in the same bottle of ketchup and the same oh, bag of Skittles. Same thing of cheese. They just want to poison America. They hate us. <laughs> they really do. I feel like we're like the uh, oh, the redheaded was... stepchild of the, we, of the world. We... <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, they're all laughing at us. Well, I was in. I went to London. Uh, was that a couple? Of, it was. My brother was married in Florence. This was I don't know maybe seven years ago, six years ago. And we're going through London, and on every screen it was like Trump, and it was just really? like in London. Yeah, and they were, it, but it, they were all talking about America on every screen, and they were just bashing America and everything. And I was like, gosh, that was the first time I really thought we're really the laughing stock of the world. I feel like I have theories on that too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I do believe that we were founded in 1776 at the same time that some secret societies were founded and that every single president, I've talked about it on Instagram a lot, we've ever yeah. had belongs to this secret society. I do believe there is purpose in America designed for the days that we are living in right now. Right. And we can do a whole podcast on that if you want. But I do. I so believe that facets. America was designed for what is going on right now. It's all by design. Do you believe it's like a psyop? Yeah, I feel... A, a lot. I feel, yeah, I don't know where to start or go end with that I one. So. I, just, I feel like when they locked us in our houses during COVID, mm -hmm. we got a lot smarter about yeah. a lot of things. And I, yeah, it's interesting to me, some people that still are just waking up to a lot of the things that are really out there mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, conspiracy theory. And I'm like, they've all come true. So yeah. It's, it's, there's just so many things that are, they did a study, the, and it, they said that conspiracy theorists are actually known to be the most intelligent. You're, <laughs> it's probably true, because basically, you're not listening to the news you for your yourself. information. You're digging deep. You're going behind the layers. You're finding sources that are not mainstream media, because we all know that mainstream media is a narrative that has been bought and sold right. mm -hmm. to tell a story that who wrote the story, whoever, the elites, the World Health Organization. Oh, and all the World Health Organization and the WEF and the yeah. Western medicine is a bunch of, talk about, to so what I really believe is our whole society <laughs> is run by toxic narcissists, to be totally honest. And I think one of the reasons why people will ask me a lot, how do you know these things you know that you talk about on Instagram and how do you... Why do you understand some of these conspiracies and things like that? And and I really believe, partly I do believe God shows it to me. I really ask for it because I want to know the truth. And he then he'll bring it. me to, he'll reveal it to me and he'll give me these like downloads and then he'll bring me to a specific person or article or rumble video or, and honestly, that's how it's been working. But also I really believe that when you have been emotionally abused and gaslit and just had people bulldoze you your whole life and then you come out of that on the other side you're a warrior a survivor through all the bs Do you think now it makes you a I little skeptical it. though of everything like overly skeptical like sometimes am i really thinking like is everybody really that bad or <laughs> am i just skeptical because i've been because i've been through it do I can you, see that, but do you have I, to like I think sometimes some check yourself. Like, okay, so that's maybe, where it. That's right? where I feel. So yes, I think I can be like sometimes. I go, mm, 
what about that? Now I don't believe this person, right? I always check it in. I really believe, like, I read my Bible every day, and it says test every spirit. I wake up every morning, and I spend time with the Lord, and I read my Bible, and I drink my coffee, and it says test every spirit. So if I'm wondering about somebody... um, then just the other day, people keep asking me what I think about this Oliver Anthony guy or this or that, right? Is he good? And they'll be like, so no one's good? And I'm like, not <laughs> if they're super famous. And I'll, I'll literally ask the Lord, I'll say, what about this? Please show me this Tim Ballard or this or that. And then the next thing I know, it'll bring me to someone who's speaking about this or the right. truth about this. And I think it comes down to humility because you have to really humble yourself right. and say, I don't know everything, but he does. And he'll show me and he'll ask you. Or, I mean, if you ask him, he will show you. And so, he will. You get three you answers. Can. Yes, no, and not yet. Uh-huh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and on the voices in your head are either coming from you, the Holy Spirit, God, or Satan. And so you have to go, okay, where's this voice coming from? Where are these thoughts coming from? And I do think the world we're living in right now, you can tend to be a little, you can either go the, either need to just be completely blind and just do whatever. Or you get a little skeptical because you're like, wait, they're doing this to us? They're doing this to us? But I don't know. I, honestly, I'd rather be like that than wearing a blindfold. So, right. yeah. Yeah. But I do check I myself. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sometimes no, I, you got to just Sometimes I do live. that too because I'm like, oh my gosh, this world, like what are we going to do? And then I'm like, we have God, so that's okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I've had enough of this stuff because after a while, it start, you start I feeling know. like, this is making me feel sick. Like, it's making me feel really bad. And I need, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want, so then I go through these periods. I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to know anymore. I know, right? And it's then sad. you find out something else. It's like this huge discovery that you've made. You're like, Whoa. oh my God. And then you go down to like down in it again. So, <laughs> yeah. It's so important to take a break from all of that. Right. And then and find your your places of peace for sure. So like with yeah. your your good friends, find a good circle of friends, um, your children and good family members, and just and it's really important. Like you, we both are big on biohacking. Like it's important to get out in the sun. It's important to get out right. and walk on the beach or get outside, get in nature. Put my I try to put my put phone your, down. Put your I turn feet it to on, airplane in the sand, mode. Ground yourself. Yes, I yes. get off my phone a couple hours a day. Put it on airplane. I get in the moment with my kids. Or in reading the word, or I go down and I try to go to the beach or out with my dog on the grass or whatever every single day. Yeah, me too. So important. It is really Especially right now in the world we're living in, Mm -hmm. it is so important. It's crucial. So it's imperative. It is. Yeah. I think I sent to you, there was a study that people who read the Bible every day. Yes. And it it was like- I loved that. If they read like every day, they- I don't know. They were like sixty-five percent more. The percentage went up with if they read it twice a week, and if they read it three times, four times times a week, and if they read it every day, every day, and the significance in percentage of joy or happiness in their life. They did a study, and, right. it, and it went up to 40% with with the amount of times they read the Bible mm-hmm. every day. And I was like, that is so true, because that's really where I, I've talked about. I was Mormon all my life, and I never felt the peace I feel now, and right. then found the truth about that. Then I was nothing for a little while, because I thought I was lied to about that. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry for a little while and have fun. Right. That's when I met the ex and just started traveling and having fun and drinking and just living in the moment, like a little YOLO. You but know? you end up empty when that's all said that's and done, exactly right? Exactly If you're right. looking for 
earthly pleasures to fill you up. Oh, I'll be happy when I get that relationship. I'll be happy when I get that career. I'll be happy when I'm a size two. I'll be happy when this and that. Whenever You'll never you, be happy. <laughs> whenever you get those things, you're empty. You're like, okay, this didn't fill me up. This didn't fill me up. And it's not until like you really find, find God. So remember we started that journey of reading the Bible yeah. at like the whole thing front to back, which I did when I was younger, but I stuck with that. I'm at Philippians and I'm almost done. And, and it's been, right and now. it's and I love really, Proverbs. Oh, I love Proverbs. It's so good. Every time I read it, I'm like, if everyone just read Proverbs and just did what it it's, said, I know, we'd right? all be really great people. So, so peaceful. The world would be a perfect place. So. I know. But the Bible is really interesting because it tells stories of, it's not kumbaya. It's, there's scary stories. It's death. It's murder. Mm-hmm. It's sadness um, infidelity. And... It's sadness. It's, there's a lot of trauma in the Bible. They're even eating know? their like... babies in some of that. There's some, there's some gnarly yeah. stuff in the Bible. It is not for the faint of heart. It's a oh. book for warriors, For yeah. really, honestly. I don't think people really realize how dark and, and deep that the Bible really is and the stories mm-hmm. of King David from his childhood till to the end of his life, what an incredible life and how much God loved him and how much, how many bad decisions he made. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible are like Isaiah and Romans 8.28 where he can make beauty for ashes. He can find good Absolutely. in anything. It's, and that's what kind of makes me cry almost because that's like my life. My life was a mess really when I look over it. And But you just I look so like beautiful on the <laughs> outside. People are like, does she really have problems? Look how gorgeous Lindy is. Give me a break. This girl's complaining. And that's probably hard too Thank because you. people are like, look at you. You're so pretty. You're having such a hard time. But it's it really affected your life and your health. You're so sweet. Thank you. It did. So yeah, it broke me down. So the childhood trauma, then going into one abusive relationship into another what happens is you end up with what's called CPTSD, and that's one of the things I coach with too, and it's complex. So post-traumatic stress um, disorder will just be like one event, one really horrific event, and it's it, the person will have flashbacks, and, and things will remind them of it, and they'll go into a panic attack or something. Complex right. is when you have time after time, and it builds, and it affects your brain, it affects your health, it affects memory loss, it's, it will make you sick and it'll make you stay stuck in fight or, f- fight or flight, fawn or freeze. And it, it will affect you socioeconomically. It'll affect you uh, physically. It is neurologically. It, yeah. it was, and I saw the damage it had done in my life and where I was at. And I was feeling feelings of, I was having panic attacks every day. I was in the hospital uh, like weekly in doctor's offices every day. Yeah, and this so is not, CPTSD. you have to go to the right doctors. I mean, you have to be in a functional medicine, <sighs> integrative doctors. That was because another Because if you try thing. to go the, the Western way, you, through like doctors, you're going to run in circles. My entire life evenings, every penny I had went to trying to heal and find the right doctor. That's another thing. We'll do plenty of episodes on healing because right. that to me was very frustrating. I would cry, go to one doctor after another that didn't seem to know. And each one said something different. And each one had a different reason why I was sick or why I wasn't healing. Or I had to become my own advocate. And I think everyone does. And you have to get to the root cause. And healing is not easy. It's hard. The amount of times I've cried and just felt and pulled away from friends and things I loved because I was feeling so sick in every way, physically, mentally, spiritually. I was like dead inside. Yeah. And I was having panic attacks. I was having, I mean, there's a difference, but anxiety attacks. And then I was having Lyme disease and I have, oh, I have celiac. I have Epstein-Barr chronic and I have fibromyalgia. 
and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue and OCD and what are they, disassociative disorder, which is where you shut down and you just, when the trauma is so much and so painful, you'll, your, mind, your brain doesn't know how to process it and it will just shut off. And so basically I've disassociated a lot of, part, a lot of my life. I have a lot of areas of life where I have no memory wow. and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, you were talking about that before. But I find yeah. that's really brave of you to actually want to go in healing because I think a lot of people don't heal because I was die if I they want to cover it up and yeah. band-aid it. Let me put this, let me date this person or take this substance or do this and do that. And then they just mask yes. it and then they're underneath this big layer of just plaster and crap and they don't even know how to get out. <laughs> a great description of it, yes. Yeah, but the fact that you really were like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. sick of this. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm fed up, and I want better for my life. And you just dove in, and you just took control of your life. I think that's very admirable yeah, it's like and, I had and to. brave. Yeah. yeah, I was going to – I think I would have died if I didn't. I was yeah. – I do. yeah. And it had to be scary, too, because you really have to look in the mirror. You really have to get, yeah. you really have to get with who you are. Yeah, right? and, and it was like, it was really lonely. I had to leave my, the relationship I was in. I had to. There was, you could, I could not stay in heal. I had to go. And my kids and I were all intertwined. We lived together. It was, it was really hard. So and I you're a mom that. through it all. And I had and that's, to protect yeah. my kids and be a mom through it all and be there for them and help yeah. them understand why we're breaking up, why we're leaving, why we're doing this. My dad had passed away, so he was gone. And my mom is just, she's not really there. And also, I was a scapegoat, which is something that I want to do a whole episode on too because scapegoat is abuse. So there's yeah. scapegoat abuse. And you will put all the sins of the family on this one person and say that's where all of the negativity in this family is and they'll put it and it is abusive and it does so much damage And then you see the favoritism child. go to the other child. Oh yeah, and then right? that creates narcissism and that creates yeah. mm-hmm. so we've got the golden child and you've got the The golden it, child can change too in the family. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's birth order, there's there's all kinds of reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things I think is really hard for mothers, like you said before, is and this is not just from like narcissism or, or having that type of relationship, but As a mother, when you have children and you have to heal from something or you're going through a really hard time in your life, it's the biggest challenge when you you have to be fully present and you have to be like happy and on it with your children and you're like dying inside and you have to raise these children and you're just like hell bent on not raising them in some dysfunctional way, right? So you're like trying to be fully present as you can. And I've known you for some time now and you've I, since I've known you, you've been going, you've gone through some really hard things and you've gone through divorce and being a single mom mm-hmm. and some relationships that, and I've known you too. I've seen you cry. I've seen your heart broken yeah. and your love for those two boys is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Oh, what you. do you feel really like, how do you feel what's gotten you through divorce and these other hard times and being a mom? How do you put on that happy, beautiful smile every time we see you? <laughs> you're one of the most vibrant, happy people I know. And, you. and you're always pouring love into other people. But what do you think at the end of the day, going you know, through all that? What I have you learned? Like how have you gotten through it? There's a little bit of it, I think, that I've always been like since I was very... You've always been Lizzie. I've huh. always been really, yeah, I've always yeah. been Lizzie. You could probably talk to kids That's I went to school with. That's our beauty pageant queen. Yeah, I've always been like a really positive person and really happy. And I've always loved and adored my friends. And I just, I, I loved life ever since I was little. And I had, I think I had a great childhood. Everyone has, everyone's like, talk to that little girl in you. And I always struggle with that because I'm like, 
I was really happy when I was young. It wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 when I started seeing some things happen with my parents that really crushed my heart. It and, shattered your idea. And crushed of, my spirit. Yeah. And that's when I really saw my life change and my heart change and my mind change and think, wow, this world's really not as peaceful and loving yeah. as I think it is. And the way I looked at other people and relationships I was in, it just, I, I was probably not making the best decisions and people that you should date and everything, but <laughs> I'm still like, I don't know. I'm, st I'm just, I think I'm just like really just a happy, positive person underneath it all. My kids get me through everything. I just love those boys more I than know. anything. It I shows. love being with them and they're the coolest kids and they're so sweet and kind and fun. And I just, I wish I had four of them, honestly. Oh, I would have had six if I had yeah. a really wonderful husband and stuff. I would have had six yeah. and I wanted to adopt and, yeah. and all that but a man it it's you could hard. still have more my brother's a lot older than me and he they just him and his wife they're old they had just had their second baby did they and they're healthy know. beautiful I, children but I started yeah. over once I don't think I have I a 10 year age gap I don't think I want to start over I know again. you did no. I might I could do it that's crazy. I don't want the name once. grandma. I think that I don't like that name. I'll I like Gigi. Be like a Gigi or I like, something. I like a Gigi. My but mom's a Gammy, but I like a Gigi. I like Gigi. I think I like or a Gigi. something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I definitely will have grandbabies. I think that'd be fun for sure. Yeah, you're you get to give them back and just have fun with them. Yeah, right. With all these boys, I've been around them, boys, boy back. dogs, husbands, boyfriends, boys. But like, I like. I can't the wait boys. to have a little grandbaby girl. I know. It'll be so fun. I know. No, I definitely like the boys. I love the boys. They love mom. I just will. My heart will break when they, if and by the way, if they're in a bad relationship I'm just it'll crush my heart There's that is some, gonna be tough yeah. that would be tough yeah my two but, older boys have had girlfriends that they've come to talk to me about and one of the things I think has been really great about the last couple of years of really deep dive learning researching and educating myself to become where I'm at now it's been cool because I can give my kids really great advice and they come to me and yeah. I feel like they respect my thoughts or opinion on it and yeah. a few years ago I probably would have been like I don't know yeah. Ooh, are there sparks? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Is there chemistry? No, that's not the answer. Yes. Yeah. So now I feel like I can give really sound advice. And, and if that's all they come to me for, then that's when they're sick or when they need girl advice, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely going back to what you asked me, I feel like my kids have really gotten me through it. And then I'm also just a very strong-willed person. And I have always, I like being alone. I enjoy myself. I like who I am. I spend a lot of time. What do you think makes someone research. really okay and sound with just themselves though? Okay with themselves? Yeah, because a lot of people aren't. I think you have to be okay with, I think you have to understand where your shortcomings are and you have to understand where you're, where you might be a little toxic too, but mm -hmm. you have to be able to know who you are, know the decisions that you're making and you have to like the decisions that you make. You yeah. have to really look back and say, oh, I like who I am or I just, I enjoy my own company. Uh -huh. I know you do too. I, but that's what really brought me into just back into this whole health realm too. And my mom was, she had, was diagnosed with stage three esophageal cancer and, and there's no cancer in our family, but levels of stress, like I said before, will definitely cause cancer. And just watching her, by the way, she survived. She's hundred percent cancer free and it was, it's been years yeah. now. So she's incredible. But I really, I did a deep dive and there was a lot of little tricks and stuff that I learned when you're fighting, fighting cancer that I know really helped her through all of her, all of the phases of that. But that was the biggest, that was a really big, like, that was one of the biggest reasons where I'm like, okay, 
we got to get really serious about our health here. And it's not just about what we're eating and what we're surrounding ourselves with. It is so much about, yeah, the relationships, our stress levels, like what we're bringing into our lives. We could really give ourselves cancer from stress. It's like a, it's a 100%. Absolutely. And why you're doing everything else. Well, I believe that anger and unforgiveness can cause disease and bitterness. And yes. Yeah. And then there's people that have been cured from doing things that are not in the hospital, taking drugs that basically almost kill you. I get banned off the internet for that, no. but, um, <laughs> well, but we could do an episode right, on that. Um, right. Well, yeah. but, but I also had like, I, after I had my children, I found out I was hypothyroid, which huh. is affecting lots and lots of women is one in five women have thyroid issues. Yeah. And so when I really took my health into my which own they hands, shouldn't, by the way, which they shouldn't, no. but with all the endocrine disruptors and all the products and all of the other things that, are, that right. are out there and the vaccines and this and that and the other. I feel like we could have a two go, hour episode on that. <laughs> we actually should. I know some really amazing experts and that yeah. really can, are helping predominantly women, but it's men also. I think men, it's like one in oh, 10. Are being women attacked. are one in five, but they're thyroid. Oh, oh so um, thyroid-wise. But, but as far as endocrine disruptors go, right. I just get disgusted the more I find out every really little bad. thing. Like, I won't even touch receipts that they give you. No, you can't now. touch the receipts. I'm like, oh, just throw them in the trash. You got to make sure your water's them. right. I mean, they're, they're your just... Your pots and your pans, the yeah, water, everything. your, your shampoo, products, your body It takes 26 wash. seconds I mean, for uh, product to get into your scalp. Yeah. If you have toxic stuff. It's just, it's and yeah, it's coming from it as all at every angle. Yeah, my you know kids think I mean? I'm nuts. I'm like, don't touch that, don't put that I on know. Your but, old but, spice, throw it but away. <laughs> guess what? They but pick up on it. My do. kids are like, That's junk. I overheard mm-hmm. them telling their friends some of the stuff I taught them and tell them about the food dyes and stuff and I hear them like they're picking it up. Yeah. I'm like, this is working. Okay. It's true. They give yeah. us a hard time, but they will start to yeah. see it. And he'll say, I really want to go to Chick-fil-A, but I know you don't like it. You don't. Um, and I'm like, okay. I really I mean, want a slushy, but I know. know that you don't like those. And, and everything like, in moderation. Okay, a little moderation because, yeah, I mean... I'm more down for In-N-Out than I think any fast food. I was on the phone with you last night when I was going to In-N-Out to pick it up for him. I get like Flying Dutchman and just like nothing on it. And yeah, so I brought it home for the kids and the dog. He gets a Flying Dutchman too. We love that (laughs) grass-fed beef. Yes. Bill Gates, stop buying our farms. Gosh, that man. (laughs) Yeah. I won't even eat chicken or anymore anything. I only eat lamb, beef, and some sushi. I don't like seafood, but I like sushi. I do. I like sushi and I like seafood, but that's another thing. (laughs) Japan, they just dumped like how many tons of garbage into the ocean? Mercury, everything else. Just poison. Really though, at the end of the day, so you're thinking about Satan and all these things are going to kill us and all these things in our food and all these horrible things. And then you think, what? How can we live in this world? And you think, well, yeah, okay. he's influencing all the people at but the what top I'm, that are... Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's so much. It's almost so hard to just protect yourself. I agree. But the only thing is when you have God, you just, you really, it's okay. I can almost, I can chill, actually. We can worry about yeah. all these things and we can be as healthy as we can. That's but then right. at the end of the day, you can just be like, you know what? I can rest in the fact that I'm okay, that I'm safe, that... We believe in God. It's true. That's where, so when I do, I don't make, so I'll spend a lot, like one time I was talking to you and you're like, that was a lot of work, all those stories that you did. And I'm like, oh I'll my gosh, you hours t- on you these stories. Town on those Instagram stories, girl. I'm like, <laughs> I got to screenshot them because I can't read them fast enough. And they're like, fine print. I'm like, what's going on? Rihanna did what? I'm like, okay. Woo. Just like. But I have all these screenshots. And if you go back through my phone, it's like Lindy's Instagram story <laughs> screenshot album. Okay. 
Oh man. Yeah. So the reason I don't make money doing that. And so I have people write me all the time. I, I do it because, and, and then I always try to tie my testimony into it. And the reason I do it and I try to warn people is I do feel called like to, right. um, to who much is given, much is required. So I feel That's God right. has shown me these things. So then I feel it's my turn to turn around and share them with others. And so there's that, but then it's also because my testimony came from this. There was a time when we were going through all the 2020 stuff in the world, and I wanted, I was like, I sensed just this is diabolical. I said, something's bad. Right. Something's not right with this. So I really tried to get to the bottom of what was going on in the world. What's the end goal? Like, why are we having this fake virus? <laughs> why are we having this schmovid? Like, wonder. What's the end goal? They've had- why are they locking us down for a cold? Why did they change? Why did they rebrand the flu? Why are they shutting down schools? I wanted to know why. And because I'm obviously someone that wants to get to the bottom of things. When I understood the end goal and this whole, when I understood what was going on with this new world order thing, and really it's just enslavement of mankind. When I understood it, I got really scared. And I was in a toxic relationship that I needed to get out of. I was sick. And I got really scared of what was going on. And I thought, my kids and me, what are we going to do? We're going to be in concentration camps. I got really scared. And I was living in just full-blown fear and anxiety. And you and know. And that was when I was getting sick. And it was like, all of this is leading to, to it. My, the reason I share what I share is because that's when I really said, God, I'm ready to just surrender to you. I'm ready to turn my life over to you. Are you a Mormon, Jesus? Are you a Buddhist? Are you, what, are you the Christian, Jesus? Are you the... Catholic, I'm ready to turn my life over to you, but who are you? Show me who you are. Like, who do you, how do you want me to follow you? How do you want me to serve you? How? Who? What, what is that faith that you want me to follow? And that's when I really got to the bottom and understood the truth of the religion I had been raised in and where God wanted me to just read the Bible and follow the It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Satan has come up with hundreds of other ways to, to deceive us, to deceive you and pull mm-hmm. you away from the truth. But it is so simple. Right. But we don't do it. We just, it's all right there for us. It's right there. And in every closer, hotel, motel, right, has one jail the, cell. Uh huh. <laughs> and the closer and cl- the more and more I picked up my cross daily, and the more I died to myself and turned my life over to Him every day, and I got more and more. And the more I turned away from like little sinful habits I had in my life that I didn't want to quite give up yet, or all these little things, right? the more peace I got. And the now I'm at complete peace with what's going on in the world. I don't have control over it. God's in control. Right. And not, I still believe in having knowledge and knowing who to follow and who not to follow because you're going to get taken down the wrong path if you don't. But it's why I have the faith and the testimony that I have and the strength. Like people are like, how do you get there? Right. They ask me all the time. And it was Blood, that. sweat, and tears, and God. Yeah, and, it, and it's not easy. Again, no. being sick, following God, a lot of it takes a lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation, a lot of pain, a lot of tears, and a lot of work right. and self-discipline. Right. So it's not easy, but it is worth it. It is so worth it. Have you it. seen that meme that's all over Instagram where he's like, is it worth it? And it's, it's that guy, it's that actor. Oh, I know his name, but he's the guy that's Tommy, whatever. And, he's, and they're like, is it worth it? And he's, it's worth it. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's literally it's the most important thing you can do in this world is have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It, it, it is better than anything else. But it's a fight. 
They're taking but it out of school. It is not easy. It's not popular. Mm -hmm. You get shadow banned. You know, you get a lot of hate. Oh, we know we'll so be hated one day. So I'm going to ask you because sometimes I just mention you on my Instagram and I'll get shadow banned. Like I can sell 10,000 views and then I I'll post something with Lindy and then I get like a hundred. And so I wonder because I think yeah. you have so many people who follow you particularly for your content and you have lots of followers. Do you see on your end on the inside, does, do you see, cause you see and your sometimes views, I'm right? like, God, thanks a lot. But, but no, it's good though, because I feel like people type in, they, they come anyway, yeah. they look, but I just wondered, they, I know you've done, they censor me pretty bad. They do. And I don't really grow. I stay the same. But let me tell you, I have got this little village on my store. Like on my main feed, I post something and it's eh. I had reached out. People were reaching out to me, people from my school, other people that know you, that didn't know that I knew you. From, I heard from lots of people, they're like, oh my gosh, you and Lindy are doing a podcast. And I was like, wow, I didn't know so many people were paying attention to Lindy and all the I stuff that she's doing. I think my people keep it I on the down low because they don't, <laughs> they like, they like. The cat's out of the bag. Okay, they're like, do you follow, wait, do you follow Lindy Kenny? Wait, do you watch her stories? Oh, oh me too. Okay. But if they, they're like, oh, never mind. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Because they keep, they don't want to admit it, but yeah. But I have this like this little community and it's the same amount of people typically that will always, it's like the same right. people that will always kind of be there. And it's my little like stories village. And I love, and I like, literally, right. I love these people. Like they DM me or they'll like it and they'll respond. Or sometimes they'll even send me some conspiratorial thing. Like someone on, they'll be like, look what I found. And I'm like, yeah, they're getting it. They're and, getting yeah, it. Yeah. So I directed um, a couple people to your page. that didn't know they're <laughs> Mind blown. I don't know how that you're not seeing the, the satanic rituals on MTV. Not even have MTV anymore or whatever it is. Right. Like out there. It's just out there. I'm like blown away that people haven't are paying attention to it. But there's a lot of people that haven't seen it. Or don't people know are really on. hungry for the truth right now. I so think so. They really want to know. And their eyes are getting more and more open. I think so. I used to get mean messages like a couple years ago. And I don't even get mean messages all that often anymore. Well, people are really I think they're finally think. catching on. I think yeah. we just... Because... If we're divided, we're a lot easier to conquer. If right? we can be together and That's really know that people why are coming like, together on, for the good of people and love and everything, yeah. like we're going to be a whole lot stronger. That's like so instead true. of being like all divided and fighting amongst each other and all this mayhem, like That's it's not right. getting us anywhere. That was the design of our country: was the red and the blue, the Democratic Republican Party. It was designed to keep us divided from day one. They never wanted us to be one, mm. ever. So. We have been designed in a country to be divided from day one. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So it's always been that way. And there's really? media like CNN and Fox. They're both, they're all right. owned by the same people. They're owned by the same people. And, you, and these people all go to these secret clubs together when they're not on the TV. And then they right. go on TV and they act like they hate each other. And they say opposite things. And then once the cameras aren't rolling, they're all in the same club. And then you have the whole thing with the Democrats and the Republicans. But then... At the end of the day, we've got there's corruption on both sides. Oh, of course, it's no. not just oh we can't just the say, right is oh, just this as is this no there's corruption politics is, government yes. it's corrupt no. we need to have less of that. Yeah, everything we're talking about, all I can think in my head is I just really want to go live on a little farm so bad. I know, <laughs> but right? I really love the beach. So. I know it's hard. <laughs> That's the thing because I know so many people are like, let's get off the grid, but they live here in Southern California, but they're like, but it's just so beautiful in Southern California and the so weather beautiful. is so amazing. We have everything we you can do. You know, these little properties over by the airport, it's still Newport Beach address and they have these, there's just a, it's Costa Mesa, 
Newport, and it's my dream. And they have a little geese. There's like geese and horses, and you can have a little farm. There's just a few of them. Really? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Can we go there, please? I'll show you. Yeah. I want to go. And I just want to have a farm to table and a honey farm and like a oh, bee yeah. farm. The, the bee and, and then so I can big. just shoot down to Newport Beach and just have, maybe let me have a cow. But, and then just have friends over for farm to table, like my little, yes. that's my dream, but yeah. I grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah, we had you did in Kentucky. a lot of cattle, and then now it's horses, but my dad's now. Why aren't we living on your in, farm in Kentucky? No, my dad has almost a thousand acres, but he's bringing in like sheep herders now. He wants to have wow. sheep and goat because he's got to. When shit hits the he's fan, we're the, going there. He's got to make the soil good because right. the soil's all bad oh, right now, could, right? When we go into our health episode, we'll go into our like, fruits and vegetables. You know, it takes like 30 apples to eat. You have to eat 30 apples to get the same nutrients from But you've got to be careful what apple you're eating because you, you to, in, yeah. because you could have that appeal on there, right? That oh. new covering they have. What are we supposed to eat now with all of this? I don't know. Gates got into all of our food. That's why. And the soil. We have to be fasting. Is, lacks all the nutrients anyway. We have to fa- fasting. I believe can cure cancer. And that one of the things I've done with all of my illnesses is fasting, and it is hard. Again, self discipline. It's no. difficult, but it's worth it. It has helped me heal. Fasting. I had my mom fasting Maybe during her cancer treatments. They'll eat cancer cells. They said, "Oh, she's going to lose all her hair. This, that, and the other." And she didn't, and mm-hmm. she didn't get super sick when she went because she had to do. She had to go to the really aggressive Western route because she stage did. three yeah. esophageal, it's not, it's no joke. She yeah. had some of the the best doctors, but it starts getting aggressive. I don't claim but, to know all the answers then, right. but but it did. I, I mean, did. That, there was there's things that that saved her, but it was really hard on her body, and she's little. Well, that's why I wouldn't. She did want... the fasting. I was like researching night and day, and I had her. I'm doing sure you were. I know the how you best. Are. I know. I'm <laughs> like there's no sleeping. I like, but but we got her through it, and I think. I think a lot of it was some of these other techniques that she did around it, which really took care, preserved her and take, took care of her There's, along the way. I believe strongly that God prov- made our bodies miraculous and that oh. they are, they can heal themselves Absolutely. and that they are, we are not meant to have cancer. We're not meant to have heart disease. We're not meant to have autoimmune disease, but it is environmental and it is a disease of the mind. I believe there's just so much of... It makes me sad. It makes me angry, to be honest, because our bodies aren't supposed to be attacked this way. But I also feel, and it's just like this perpetual hamster wheel, too, because it's like they make us sick by all these vaccines and and then you got to give these drugs to fix it. But then you can't pinpoint even where you got it because it's like this. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, you can't find the needle in the haystack. Yeah. When I I posted the other day that I, through God and through quackery, I've healed (laughs) through a lot of these things that people told me I couldn't. And I, of course, had this one woman write to me and say, you can't heal, Celia, you can't heal this and that. And I said, I didn't say I cured it. Obviously, if I eat well, if I eat gluten or something, my stomach gets really sick. But I've healed. I was, people have no idea how sick I was there right. for a while. I mean, I thought I was dying. I was in the hospital, I was laying in bed. I couldn't leave the house. Right. Everything I ate made me sick. I was down to 100 pounds. And healing it, I used. A, I believe that God gave us ways to heal our bodies without all of these petroleum-based seed oils are going to kill the world. I'm telling you. They had you. me on. They, I had a box of prescriptions: low Mm-mm. dosage chemotherapy, steroids, painkillers, wow. antibiotics. I had all kinds of orange bottles of medicine, and I was like, I'm not. I threw them all away. I said, I'm not doing this. Good for you. They had me on Xanax. They had. They had me on so many things 
that numbing would have just made my hair fall out, my bones be brittle. Aging they would have you. aged me. They would have just made me end up with arthritis, right. all kinds of other illnesses. It's just a perpetual, yeah. yeah. I said, I'm not doing any of this. And I started researching and going to every doctor. And, and I did all kinds of things that people... So I wrote this lady back and I said, have you tried this? Have you tried fasting? Have you tried... Right. And she was like, oh, no, but I'm excited to hear all your journey and how you yeah. did it. <laughs> and I, right? I had to laugh because I said she exactly. had never done any of these things. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of these things are not easy to do, and people think they're a little woo, but they're not. I believe no, but you God be designed our bodies. About it. Yeah, and I'm not saying anyone that's literally got something preventative. terminal. And I'm saying, yeah, but although I wouldn't try if I had cancer, actually... I'll tell you what. Before you ever give me chemo or anything, I'm going to try everything else. I'm going to try fasting, right. and I'm going to try eating all grapes. Have you heard of that? Or <laughs> but if you stay, but if you keep your body in it, in and in you know what you're doing. And by the way, that's why they don't have it. seeds and grapes anymore. I know, but uh, I healed my body from the hypothyroid through the ketogenic diet. And what, fa- so do you fasting. feel? Do you feel fasting and keto? Oh, it, is what healed you from absolutely. that. Absolutely, I do believe that absolutely. helps with thyroid. You just watch sure. the antibodies, just dropping, yeah. dropping. Because when I first was diagnosed, I went to an endocrinologist. It was totally Western medicine. Right. Put me on Synthroid, Same. just yeah. whatever. And I was like, this is synthetic. This is crap. I don't want to take this. So then I found an integrative doctor. He is incredible. He's in Irvine, Dr. Sawson. And he switched up everything. And then I just, on my own resources, just started really deep diving and was seeing incredible results from people with their, with thyroid and the ketogenic diet because people are like, Oh, ketogenic, you can't lose weight. But I'm like, everyone has something to say. This is not about losing weight. This is about really healing your body because it kills inflammation in your body. And the fasting is incredible. It literally Eats disease out of your body. It, it's your body will And that's cleanse. all out of the Bible. I know. Fasting, all Fasting. in the Bible, just like God told I'm us. I'm telling you, the, the, all the answers are right there. They're all so, there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It will eat cancer cells. It'll start yep. each day that you fast. Like I've done Scrub your cells, your mitochondria. It takes just, you back down. And then it'll start even regenerating your own stem cells oh, you and can human growth cells, hormone. Human growth hormone, absolutely. I mean, it is you can start Crazy. looking younger. Your skin gets tighter. Yeah. And you my gut. Weight. Your I eyes are brighter. You can see it better. Will heal your, it'll, it'll heal your, heal your eyesight. Mm-hmm. It'll heal your eyesight. Just nobody wants to do it though. And you're going to go home and make my kids fast. They're going to be like, mom. <laughs> I'm going to be like <laughs> Lizzie said. <laughs> my kids aren't going to fast. I, don't think. I know. It's hard to get a kid to fast, but. I don't think so. I think when you but I do think, it, but their body I actually got my, my middle child to fast just like a week or two ago, and he's super big biohacker. He goes to the gym every day. And, is he really? Yeah. How old is he? And he's 21. He's 21 and he and he's biohacking. And he listens to YouTube videos of guys like about building in the gym and listen to that Liver King guy and okay. buys all the liver. Yeah. So yeah. he's he'll do carnivore, and he eats really clean and all that. And Good. he was having some a lot of gut problems. See, I think... I feel really guilty, but I raised my kids on foods that I know probably. I let them eat mac and cheese and pizza and wheat thins right. and goldfish and cereal. Before you knew. Because I just didn't really but know. you didn't know. I used to read the box that said fortified with wholesome grains. <laughs> but here's the thing. The pizza that joke, we ate. by the way. But the pizza that we ate as children <laughs> and the cereal that we ate as children, it was not the same. No. Like the box of Cheerios now. What our food industry has done with glyphosates and mm-hmm. you know, basically Roundup is in all of their food. And, and everything, yeah. It's in wheat thins and goldfish. And mm-hmm. so my Genetically poor kids modified. have some like, stomach issues. And so yeah. he was having a lot of that. And I said, here, drink some lemon water. Here, take some probiotics. I gave him right. all the stuff. And then I said, he's mom, it's not helping. And I said, I really think if you fasted, it would help. And so he did it. He did. He fasted for 24 hours. And I was like, did it help? And he's like, yeah, I feel a little better. Yeah, and now he's did. feeling sick again last night when I brought home in and out 
And I'm like, you want to fast again? I'll do it with you. And he was like, okay. So. You yeah, you could feel better. Yeah. It, I felt, I feel so good after I fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what's out there. God has provided. So if you go, so I used to live in Utah. My family, um, they hike a lot. We, a lot of outdoorsy. I know people don't think that by looking at me, but I've done my fair share of you camping. You look like an outdoorsy girl. Oh, thank you. I've seen, I guess I've seen you in workout gear and a ponytail. Yeah. But I've camped a lot and hiked and done all that <laughs> hiking stuff. And so we're, and you learn, and growing up Mormon, I did a lot of Girl Scout camping and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And what you learn is there's always, God provides a remedy for every, Wait so. Wait is Girl Scout Mormon? No, but they do a lot of Eagle Scout, okay. Boy Scout, girl, like you have to, okay. it's, I mean, I did Girl Scouts too. together. Yeah. There's that Boy Scout or special on the in, TV, on Netflix. Did you see Oh, that? about all the pedophiles? I didn't watch that, but. It, no, the Boy Scouts are absolutely just a bunch of pedophiles. It's really sad. That's terrible. It's awful. It, the, the lives it's ruined is. So bad. So the Mormon Church, I think, has now disassociated with Boy Scouts because of that, I think. I'm not yeah. sure. Well, that's good. But, but I, oh, so. When you hike and all that, there the cure, the remedy, there's a plant that will remedy poison ivy or poison oak or anything out there. There's a plant that will remedy it, typically. For each thing, yeah. Yeah. And so I really believe that even with what we have now. I believe that there are things like in the Bible, like fasting, or there are things like acupuncture, where oh, I feel it's been very remedies. helpful with me. Colonics, or just, there's a lot of things. And Coffee di- I enema. really, yeah, so I didn't know if we were going to go there yet, but we um, are yes. ozone, we do the ozone, <laughs> cold plunge, wheatgrass I mean, enemas, all, like all that stuff. There's a lot of there's things. There's a lot of things you can do to naturally. But here's the thing I think that frustrates people yeah. a lot of these things, it's expensive, it's yeah. hard. It's because you can just go to a doctor and they give you a pill, right? But these other and things. insurance will cover it, whereas insurance wouldn't cover yeah. any of the things I wanted to do. Yeah, but these Each, other things, you know, you, it's, my, my doctor's expensive. I have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. They don't take insurance. No. I spent, but, no, I literally, when people are like, right. what happened to you? I'm like, all the, literally, I spent everything I had trying to get better because I was so desperate to feel better. Yeah. I, and everything was so expensive. Because nothing else matters if you don't have your health. No. When I, I was like, it's worth right. it, right? I spent everything I had. It was so expensive to get better and do it the way I wanted to do it, not take pills that I knew would make me right. sick in the long run. It cost me everything. And then getting out of that relationship, I left in the car with the clothes on my back. When <sighs> he was in a drunken rage and I just got in the car and just left. And I had to start all over. My kids and I had to get a car, a new home, furniture, dishes. You- oh my gosh, a new flat yeah. iron. A new. I had to start over and it's. I definitely had to hit rock bottom. So when people ask like why I'm where I'm at, I had to really hit rock bottom. But I always say I had to go to rock bottom, but I found the rock at the bottom. You did. You did. Yeah. You did. That's the best decision of your life. The best. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, why do I have to go through all this? Because sometimes we have to do that. I don't know that I would have the relationship I have with God right now if I hadn't. If you didn't have that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That's a beautiful story. I love that. So I have three boys and you have two boys. What would be, I think, really important, and, and a lot of parents, I think, will listen to this. How can we keep our children from maybe becoming narcissists? Because at the end of the day, oh, as so much as you want to hate yeah. on narcissists, because it is abusive what they right. do to people, right. but I, I do have compassion for them because it is they rooted suffer. in trauma. It, mm-hmm. it absolutely, mm-hmm. you do not become a narcissist if you did not have childhood trauma. Well, so it comes from trauma. Yeah. So I do have compassion. So how do we keep children from being right. one? But also, how do we keep them from getting into relationships with one? So right. I think that's really important because I wouldn't want my children to go through no. that. I think that the, one of the things that people need to realize and understand about narcissists is that 
they're incredibly lonely. They're incredibly lonely people and they feel great shame. So it's not like they're like super happy people that are really seeking to just destroy you. They're trying to fill this big empty hole that they have that they literally cannot fill. It's no, very sad, but you really can't spend your time super like feeling really overly sorry for them because they'll just hurt you. And, no, because they, right. they will cause you a lot but, of harm unless they right. start to recognize and heal. Absolutely. But they but are. It, they're filling a void, and so typically they are typically also sex addicts, porn right. addicts, alcoholics, yep. smokers. It is a con- So I feel sorry for them right. because they are constantly trying to right. soothe themselves and escape. Yeah. But yeah. for children, I think some of the biggest things that I've seen from where narcissism starts is either they were the golden child on a pedestal mm-hmm. or they were neglected somehow mm-hmm. and dismissed repeatedly, right? A lot of times it vacillates through them because... Yeah, so what's happening? Or they have a narcissistic parent Mm -hmm. who it's just not about them at all, ever. It's always about, like, the parent, and the parent is the victim and the problem, whatever. So I think that for raising children, I think it's just, like, to be really present with our children and to let them lose, let them win, let them Mm -hmm. be, let them, but, and, and just be present with them. I really think that's one of the biggest things, and I feel like it's getting harder and harder because we have so many distractions. We've got our phones, we've got this, we've got that, right? And you just really need to just put the phone down, put everything else away. When you're with your children, be really with them, listen to them. Because children have a lot of things to say, and sometimes we hear, we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, wah, wah, blah, blah, but yeah, it's a but big, it's But when they're telling you something, it's mm-hmm. a big deal to them, right? And mm-hmm. I think that kids also notice when they walk in a room and parents aren't excited to see them. I mean, they look to see if you light up when they I walk know. in the room. They really do. And they know when you're not really listening. They know yeah, when you're like, looking at your phone and they're talking Preston to Preston will you. say, repeat what I said, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Because they know. They They know. Yeah, it's just, I think the key really too is to teach them empathy. So, empathy, yeah, which is one thing that narcissists can't ever feel. No, they cannot. Never. And you can't teach a 30 year old empathy. So, it comes when they're young. And so, you have to model that for them because they model their behavior after their parents. So, you got to teach them empathy and then talk to them. I'll tell Nixon, how do you think that makes her feel? Or that probably hurt her feelings if you said that to her on the playground. Or So it's it's something that you just have those conversations and just really teach them to have empathy. It's so huge. I I don't care if my kids... There's some things that are I don't care as much as they do as long as they have empathy. As long it's as they so understand important. how other people mm-hmm. feel, yeah. Yeah. Because that is really an interesting trait with narcissists that they really Completely they don't lacking. feel empathy. No. They don't have they don't understand how that could hurt somebody else or they don't care if it hurts somebody else or they get joy sometimes out of watching someone cry or suffer or seeing someone angry. That's and, sadistic, but yeah, they and it's really sad, but they do. It is, it is. Well, because any form of adulation, any it gives them right. power. So right. someone being happy, someone being upset, but if they're able to cause this energy or yeah. it gives them power, any of that. Yeah. So it's yeah, sad so. because yeah. that's a terrible person. And I'm super empathetic. I feel, yeah. I can feel your energy. I feel, yeah. I always, yeah. I can feel people before they well, even come sadly in. Sadly, that makes you a perfect target for I am, <laughs> but I'm also a tough cookie and strong-willed. Yeah, but I am, but I am super empathetic and I am, I'm, I'm a target for that, but I'm also, I can, Yeah, I'm a tough one too. Yeah, so. you are. <laughs> I love it. You are so. my tough little cookie. But yeah. yeah, when kids are young, it's really important to nav- help them navigate through tough emotions and right. to mirror them because that's where they learn. I think that's where a lot of narcissism comes from is they're either just propped up, oh, you're so great at sports in the public eye, but then you go home and they're just like 
you're bothering, you suck, you're bothering me, I don't like you, like, get away from me. And so then they, it's just a lot of pain, and they have to get away from that pain and shame by becoming this great, grandiose person because they just can't face it. A lot of narcissists don't even remember their childhood. Similarly to someone like me with codependency who doesn't remember it, it's a lot of pain and shame that you stuff down. And the difference is just that narcissists then just fixate on themselves and codependents fixate on others. So it's just literally, so they magically go together. And then the narcissists love that they fixate. They're like, oh, I found someone that will fixate on me completely. Because that's what they want. And then the codependent ends up getting sucked dry and feels abandoned and rejected. Just, and it goes back to childhood. It does. Yeah, it's sad. It's a vicious cycle. It and is. it's tough to break from. I would, it'd be so sad to see one of my kids in something like that. It would break my heart. Uh, and boys, it's really interesting because boys are men, right? They're tough, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, women are, we have a very fragile exterior, but we're tough. We're the ones that have push out babies, right? We have childbirth. If there's one thing I've noticed the in the dating them, life and everything is that Men are actually more fragile than us. They are. They really are. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it in a mean way. No, but I, I actually... It, I think if they can embrace it, it can be a But it actually, thing. to me, when I think about it, because they have this tough exterior, but they're really like softies inside and at, at their core, it makes me... It's endearing to me. It makes me love it them even more. Be. I look at my boys, I'm just like... They're, they're, so, yeah. they're just so sweet. They really are. I know, and they're trying to cover it. But and, they, and you would see the girls at that same age, and they're like tigers. Girl. They are ferocious, and they're know, with it. Right? They're whips. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You see it happen, like when they're when you're raising them. Yeah, and it's sad because I feel like a lot of men don't feel they can really embrace that side of them. But, but they I think can. more and more are coming out. I think they're so understanding too. because yeah, there's the whole but the masculine and the feminine. And I think right. all these gender roles are getting all well, we're confused. Still mixed up right now. It's such a confusing yeah. time. But there's so many guys who are like, I'm a masculine. But And you see the dynamic with the woman they're with. And the woman is definitely the masculine. She's the alpha. And the guy is really the feminine, but he thinks he's masculine in the relationship. And it's not really the way that it is. And then there's the masculine guy and then the feminine woman who is more submissive. But I just feel like all of these roles are just confusing for everybody and convoluted and nobody really knows because now we have the women are strong. Women right now in the world are stronger than ever. And there's nothing wrong with a strong woman. No, there's not. But the whole feminist movement is a scam and it's to just confuse us all and mix us all up. And and it really is taking away from the healthy relationship that, again, God designed. Right. And if you just go back to that and we're, and we're stepping into the right feminine and masculine in our roles and just being really healthy in our attachment styles, I feel like men and women both flourish when and thrive when they're leading and leading with that, yeah. what, where they're designed to be really by God. So it's sad that. that everyone's so confused because, yeah, like you said, I think it can be endearing when a man, like, when a man can allow that. Right, sensitive side to him to come out, but you need a woman who's very sure of herself and confident and healthy in her own right to be able to embrace that and give him the right space to do that, where it's safe to do that. It's all, you got to create safety and space in these, and romantic relationships can be like the best place to heal, like your childhood trauma and everything, because so if you're unhealthy, you'll replay and you'll continue to replay out the childhood trauma and just have a new victim every time. Every, yeah, just bring and in somebody you're just new. replaying that same outcome again and again. Right. But if you get into a place where you have someone really safe to right. work with, you can actually do a lot of healing together. 
But right. it's just hard to find two people. But when you're broken, you it's hard for you to want to be with a healthy person. So that's because very if you're with true. a secure, healthy person, you're really you're gonna do as much as you can to just fight them and damage them. Because I yeah. dated somebody who was not healthy and literally just wanted to like damage, do yeah. damage over and over and over again. I was just like, you don't want help. Just, uh, I just want to hug you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just so sad. It's probably why I'm so good at raising boys. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I hate that anyone's had to go through that. It, it just, it breaks my heart. So that's. Yeah, it's okay. I'm stronger yeah. for it. Yeah. I don't know. I just hate seeing anybody in pain or. I think at the end of the day. Well, no, I mean. It does make or break you, though. I'll go off and live live a happy, healthy life, but some of these people who are not healthy, they're not they're not going to help themselves. They're not going to change their lives. They're just going to keep repeating the same cycles with a new victim every yeah. time, and not going to heal. And they're just going to put another bandaid over, put another bandaid over, put another bandaid over it. And it's I actually lucky. I'm like I got away. <laughs> I got out. You feel like wow, I got out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I did. I know. And there's people that will stay in that cycle forever. And we got out. Yeah. And here we are. Now we're going to get you out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know that's yes. why we wanted to do this. We wanted to help everybody with going through. It's just so nice and comforting when you know that someone's been there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much for being here with us today and for meeting Lindy and I. We are, this is just the beginning for us. We have so many incredible guests that we're going to bring on and experts to just go into a lot of these topics that we've talked about today. And um, we just really want to deep dive into a lot of these things and educate and discuss and have conversations just to help everybody. That's what we want to do. Yeah. If you guys want to write below any of these topics that we just touched on, what, which ones you want us to go into more detail on or any guests that you'd love to see us have on the show, please type them below. You can find us at our Instagrams. Yeah. So yeah, just look for Lizzie and Lindy. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for joining us.